0: Good afternoon this is sandra at the holy grail today i want to talk about the pain of following christ authentically there's a lot of people that call themselves christians but it's really just more or less they use god like a get out of jail free card they lament and cry to him when they're in need but they don't praise him or love him when they're not in need so I'm talking about real Christians, people that have sold out their lives to Christ for more than, you know, a week or two or a year or in and out. Not that any of us have perfectly sold out to Christ, but I'm, t- I'm speaking to those of us that have lost friends and family and jobs and our life experiences have been very difficult because of our sacrifice for our belief in our Christ our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Very few people really, especially in America, have ever paid any price at all for, you know, they haven't sacrificed little or none to be chosen. So this is about the pain and suffering of true discipleship, because true discipleship and what it is, And what it's spoken of to be are two entirely different things. There's a lot of churches, a lot of sects that call themselves a church that really only use clairvoyance. Not real signs and wonders from God, but they use clairvoyance. What I'm talking about is witchcraft. People, I won't mention what sects, but there are sects out there that conjure whatever spirits. They they don't have the discernment to know the difference between the Holy Spirit and the spirits of the devil and demons. So this is sort of a, a lament for those of us that suffer, for those of us that have interceded for people for decades and seen no changes in people. For those of us that have suffered persecution through people hating us. This is for those those of you, brothers and sisters, which you probably will never hear this podcast because it is limited. I'll just say that. There are powers that be that limit my voice and it doesn't reach the masses. So I don't know who this will actually reach because they have blocked me from using social media in any real way to speak to the masses. It's real persecution that I've suffered for about 14 years now and ongoing. The devil and his, the world, the flesh, the devil, are the people of the world, let's just say it this way, are against the church, the real church. The fake church of the Mambi-Pambi Kumbaya church doesn't really experience much in the way of persecution or trials because their their effectiveness is, is, is small. The way you can measure a Christian's effectiveness is by the pushback that the, the dark kingdom brings. If you're not getting any pushback in your life as a Christian, it's because you're really not changing the atmosphere of, of the enemy, it's a chess game between the enemy and God. So I, I hate to call it a game, but just to put it in um, an application of understanding, God has won, and we know that hands down. Satan is a deceiver, and he goes out to deceive the people, and he does a pretty good job of that because people want to believe in deception. They want to believe in the flesh. They want to believe their gods and so forth. God has overcome the world. God, the Father's Son, was sent to overcome the world. Jesus himself says, I have, take heart, I have overcome the world, though you will have trials. So, what I'm speaking to is people that don't have trials for their Christianity. I'm not talking about sin trials. There's two kinds of trials. There are trials that we cause because we're sinful, and it's a cause and effect situation. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being persecuted because you're walking faithfully with the Lord. You know, people always say to me, well, you reap what you sow. It's sort of that Job Job's friends coming at me with this, well, you must be evil, and you must be this, and you must be sinning, and, and and thus and so. It's not true. Some of us are not reaping what we've sown. We're simply under persecution for the truth that we are and what we speak. So this is for those of us that have walked the walk for decades, not ten minutes or three weeks, or in and out and up and down, not perfect by any standard, have sinned like everyone else. I am not putting myself above anyone, but I have paid dearly. I have ached and I have cried and I have been tortured and I have been rejected all of my life because of the truth and the love and the merciful spirit that I have. It's not a woe is me seminar, it's just simply the truth. And again, the Bible says, if you do not hate your mother, your father, your brothers, your sisters, your wife, you are not worthy to be my disciple. And God is obviously not asking people to hate their family members but what he's saying is if you don't even if you do not if you hold them in higher esteem than you hold me you're not worthy so do you know how small a measure that is of people that will give up family and and themselves and their lusts and their appetites for Christ alone it's negligible it's a negligible number of people throughout all history when we look back to the days of Noah, eight people were saved out of, I don't know, millions. I don't really know the number exactly, but it was a lot of people. The whole world at that time was destroyed by the flood because of their evil. Sodom and Gomorrah, the same thing. God destroyed the whole, that whole generation of people, generations of people because of their evil. It's happening again. It will happen again when Christ comes to judge the world as king. It will be exactly the same thing. The wicked will be judged and they will be thrown into hell. This is a reality. People don't believe it. They gloss over it. They condemn and judge those of us that believe it and speak it. On a daily basis, I am condemned not literally condemned by God, but condemned by the people. Breaks my. It, it crushes me. Daily. It crushes me that my family. Are part of the people. Part of the problem. It crushes me, daily. That my heart is tortured by those that are supposed to support me and love me, and they're like Bildad and Eliphaz, the the so-called friends of Job. They're just, they're pharisaical, and they give me cliches and rhetoric instead of love. A real lover of people like Christ laments for those in pain. He has empathy beyond our ability to even understand empathy. I know that because he lives in me, and I am constantly crying every single day for the plight of my brothers and sisters in Christ that are tortured, that live in trials and misery and pain and suffering. This is the price of Christianity and it is so difficult that there are days I can't barely bear up. Because it's so difficult. And again, this isn't about myself, about self-pity, but it is about a broken spirit. I look around and I see the world just getting more evil by the moment, it is Sodom and Gomorrah. People are so fleshly that it makes my guts churn. It's difficult to be a Christian. The Bible says that in the end, if God did not shorten the time, even the elect wouldn't be able to make it. We would all just... We would literally just fail. Our hearts would fail within us from the sheer sadness. The sheer evil around us would destroy us. I feel like that often. Like I can't go on another day because of the hatred that I experience. And I can only imagine what it must be like in third world countries, where you can't read your Bible in public, you can't speak the name of Jesus in public. This is reality. And it's here in America. Persecution is here. And people are dying. In the Bible, they were sawed in two, they were burned alive. It's here. They were beheaded, tortured to death. This is the reality for the real church. And it is horrible. It is unbearable almost. When you read the 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 prophets, especially the old prophets, the major prophets. They didn't even want to live. They despaired the of their lives. Job, Jeremiah, Elijah, they despaired. They they didn't want to live, and I know what that is. It isn't suicide. It isn't because it's not suicidal, but it's the pain is so unbearable. It's so crushing that you can't. You feel like you you, you just want it to be over. You just want to die because people are f- full of so much hate. It's mind-boggling to me. Every day, I ask Lord, the Lord, how is this possible that people can hate you? How is it possible that they can live in such filth and not be crushed by it? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I mean... We can say, you know, they've been given over to their fleshly desires, and we know that, but I still don't understand it. I don't and I can't understand evil. I can't understand rape and murder and torture. I can't understand living sexual immorality and and bestiality and pedophilia. And I, I can't understand it. I cannot understand it. And I lament daily because of it. It makes my guts churn, like I said. It makes my guts churn. So I pray for my brothers and sisters. Father God in heaven, I lift us up. We are hated by family. We are hated by neighbors. We are hated by our country. We are hated by the global elite and the political we are absolutely hated for the truth that we live and the truth that we speak. So I pray, Father God in heaven, for those of us that are crushed in spirit, that are broken, that are cast off by the world. We are not cast off by God. He will avenge us. He will avenge his own. Father God will avenge our the martyr's blood He will avenge his his son's blood. The evil workers will not see the kingdom of God. And we thank you, Lord, that they won't because they do not deserve to enter into your rest. I thank you, Lord, that you protect us from evil, that the ravens feed us in famine, and that pestilence is kept from our houses because of our love for your word and for your Son, Father God. Amen. I pray this goes out to the people that need it, that are suffering. It probably won't, but I pray that it does. This is Sandra Kelly. Stay on the Holy Grail.